0: Thank you for joining us for Seton Reflections, a podcast brought to you by the National Shrine of St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Emmonsburg, Maryland. You can read these reflections at setonshrine.org or subscribe to these weekly emails and get them sent directly to your inbox. Before we start this week's episode, we wanted to share some really exciting news, and we know we keep saying that because a lot is going on in this 200th anniversary of Mother Seton. Next week, July 1st, we are opening a brand new exhibit called Seton Family Treasures. These priceless treasures are artifacts that have been passed down through the generations and are now on display for the first time to the public here at the Seton Shrine in Emmitsburg, Maryland. These articles include um, things like the wedding miniatures uh, from Mother Seton and her husband William Magie Seton, to a christening gown that Elizabeth hand-sewed for her daughter, Catherine, to even one of her original bonnets. You can see it all starting next week, July 1st, only here at the Seaton Shrine. This week, our episode is called Giving Our Hearts to God with Saint Anne and Saint Elizabeth Ann Seton, and is written by Danielle Bean. I love Saint Anne. Don't we all just love a good grandmother? St. Anne was the mother of Mary and grandmother of Jesus. What's not to love about that? St. Anne's life story also reminds us of the importance of trusting in God, even when he seems not to hear our anxious prayers. And that's something I struggle with almost every day. Once, when my youngest son was very small, he needed an antibiotic to heal an ear infection. Fortunately, he loved the taste of the sticky pink liquid the doctor prescribed. He loved it so much, in fact, that each morning, after we gave him his daily dose, he begged for another spoonful. When we told him no, he would throw his small body on the floor and pound the kitchen tiles with furious fists. We can't give you more medication than the doctor says, his older siblings tried to tell him. It wouldn't be good for you. But he just figured we were being mean and stingy with the good stuff. He was too young for a reason, and so we did our best to distract him from his daily tantrums. I remember thinking, as I watched him wreath on the floor, that this must be how God sees me sometimes. I sometimes beg and pray for something very specific that I think I know will be good. It might be something for me for someone that I love. I pray for specific outcomes for specific situations. I pray for good health new jobs, happy marriages, or success in work and school. These are all good things that I desire, but I am short-sighted. I lack God's perspective. I want the good stuff I am asking for, my way and right now. But none of us has God's long-term vision and hopes for our future. Consequently, when God doesn't appear to answer my prayers immediately, I sometimes pitch a fit demonstrating the spiritual maturity of a toddler. Do you ever do this? We may not throw ourselves onto the floor, but we feel resentful and disappointed with God when things don't go our way. We pray while giving God a bit of a side eye, holding on to hard feelings because our previous prayers haven't been answered to our liking. We all sometimes fail to trust that God wants good things for us even more than we want them for ourselves. When this happens, we should try our hardest to better understand God's will for us. But we should be patient with ourselves during these trials, always remembering that our God is a merciful Father. When I struggle to trust God in the face of seemingly unanswered prayers, one of my favorite saints to turn to is Saint Anne. She knows a thing or two about practicing patience while trusting in God's goodness. She and her husband Joachim were married for decades before God finally answered their fervent prayer for a child. And then what a child he sent her. What a magnificent plan he had for St. Anne's motherhood, for her daughter's motherhood, and for the glory they would bring to God together. She couldn't have known what the future would bring. In all the years that St. Anne prayed for a child and God seemed to tell her no, she couldn't have known the much bigger and better plans God had in mind for her family. And yet she trusted. She didn't give up hope. She persisted. St. Ann Seton persisted too. She didn't live a cushy life of always answered prayers. She lived a life filled with grief, loss, young widowhood, illness, poverty, and all manner of earthly hardship. There were certainly points during these dark times when she struggled to accept God's plan for her life. Yet in faith, she persisted. All God asks of us is the heart, Mother Seton once wrote in a letter. And it really is that simple. Our God is a good God who sent his son to save us, who suffered and died a horrific death, bleeding on the cross out of an incomprehensible personal love for each of us. All he asks for in return is our heart. He wants each of us to place ourselves willingly into his loving care. Elizabeth and I share something in common. Both of us bear the name Anne as our middle name. In this small one-syllable name, I find a perpetual reminder of the goodness of God. With a gentle, grandmotherly nudge, Saint Anne helps me to see her example of a long, patient suffering and the rich blessings which God waited to reward her. St. Elizabethan reminds me to be faithful to God in all things and to give him the gift of our whole selves. She stepped out in faith time after time in her life. She never lost hope in the goodness of a God who loved her and was calling her ever closer to him. And that is the simple but not easy task God sets before us each day. On July 26, the Feast of Saints Anne and Joachim, parents of the Blessed Virgin Mary, I hope you will join me in praying to Saint Anne and Mother Seton. Together, let us ask these valiant women of faith to shower us with motherly and grandmotherly love. May their steadfast examples of trust in the Lord strengthen our faith and our resolve to give God all that he asks for, our hearts.